morning. Amen. To the book of Romans chapter 4. Amen. And verse 21. Romans 4, 21. Amen. If you got your Bibles out this morning. Amen. 4 and 21. Huh? They'll bring theirs up. Amen. Thank you, sir. Amen. Romans 4 and 21. Praise God. Talk this morning about persuasion. About persuasion this morning. Romans 4, 21. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Amen. Father, we love you again this morning, Lord. We're asking you, Lord, to bless our time and study this morning, God. We ask you to give us wisdom and knowledge and understanding of thy word this morning, Lord Jesus. Let our hearts be made pure. Let it be strengthened in every place in our lives. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Being fully persuaded. How persuaded are you, this is a question, that what Jesus says he will perform? How persuaded are you? On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the highest and 1 being the lowest, how persuaded are you that what God says he will do, he will do? Brother Terry? 11. Amen. Amen. That's good stuff. He's running off the charts. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Anybody else? How persuaded are you? You got a nine? Amen. It's a nine. Huh? Ten? <laughs> How persuaded are you? Amen. And this is the, the key to this whole thing here. Amen. Is we have to be persuaded as Christians. Amen. This is why we walk by faith and not by sight. We have to be persuaded that what God says he will do, he will do. Amen. Abraham had to be persuaded. Now go to Hebrews chapter 11. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. Amen. We're going to walk a little bit this morning. Hebrews chapter 11. Starting with verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should afterwards receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whether he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky and multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, 
not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off and was what? They were persuaded. Amen. They were persuaded of them and embraced them. Notice, they were persuaded and they embraced them. In other words, they accepted it. They grabbed a hold of it. They says, we're not going to let it go. Amen. They they took it. They believed it. Amen. They was fully persuaded. Amen. They were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed. Now, notice, look. They says, okay, they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in the earth. And we know that pilgrims are what? They're moving. They're on the go. They're moving. See, this is what you've got to realize. You've got to be persuaded of what God says And you've got to embrace it. And you've got to begin to declare, I'm just a pilgrim in this earth. I'm going to a better city. I'm going to a better place. Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you to myself. Amen. So Abraham, they went out looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. So you and I need to be moving towards that city. Jesus is going to prepare a place for us. He's coming back for us. So we need to be embracing the things of God because we know sin can't enter there. Unrighteousness can't enter there. So we have to embrace the Word of God and the things of God so that when He comes, we're ready to enter that city. Amen. We've got to be fully persuaded. You've got to be committed and persuaded of this thing. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek for a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of the country from whence they had came out, they might have had an opportunity to return. In other words, if you keep focusing on this place, you're going to keep wanting to go back. If you keep focusing on the world, you're going to keep wanting to go back to the world. Say, the world is not your home anymore. God has pulled you out of the world for a purpose, and that is to glorify him in the earth and to carry you home to that new city, that new place that he has prepared for you. And you've got to be persuaded. Amen. You've got to get your mind stayed upon him, and you've got to start believing that what God says is true and his word. Amen. Because we don't know the minute or the hour when Jesus is coming back for us. We've got to be ready, and I've got to be persuaded all day long. Amen. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they may have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better country that is in heavenly, where God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he had prepared for them a city. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Accounted that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. Amen. Notice, he was persuaded that God would raise him up. When God says, okay, I want you to offer up your son, your only begotten son, Isaac. He was already persuaded. Amen. Because he had seen God fulfill his promise already. And so he was persuaded by that promise that what God says he would do. 
Amen. And so Abraham did not waver here. He offered up Isaac without even wavering. Amen. Because he was persuaded that God would raise him up from the dead. Because he had received him in a figure. What's the figure? Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. They who so believing in him should not perish but have eternal life. Amen. Jesus was offered, but three days later he rose again. Amen. Praise God. So Isaac was a figure of Jesus Christ. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worship, leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he would die, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave command concerning his bones. Amen. He was persuaded that God was going to deliver his people out of Egypt. So he told them, when God deliver you, you make sure you take my bones out of here. He says, I will probably be dead, but even though I'm dead, don't leave me here. Carry me with you to the promise. Carry me with you into the promised land. And when you studied the book of Exodus, do you know what? Somebody's got Joseph's bones carrying them with them all the way to the promised land. And they bury him in the promised land. Can you imagine having to carry the the duty of responsibility of carrying bones to the promised land? They were persuaded of this thing. Joseph was persuaded. Amen. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child. And they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, notice now, when he was come to years. Amen. You are years right now. (laughs) You're not a child anymore. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, when I was a child, I thought like a child, I act like a child, I spoke like a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things, right? So now, notice, Moses, when he became the years, what did he do? He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Amen. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming Christ is great as, I mean, esteeming the reproaches of Christ great as riches than all the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Moses knew there was something better, and he was persuaded, amen, of it all. Yes, he could have had Egypt. He could have had all the things that the world had to offer him. Amen. He was raised up in Pharaoh's house. So he would have had all those things. But Moses chose. He was persuaded that the things of God was so much better. Amen. That's why he's in this book. And that's why the book of Hebrews is called Things Better. Amen. He was persuaded that God's what God had was so much better than the things of this world. And he refused to be called her daughter, his son, her son. Amen. He esteemed Christ's greater riches than all the treasures in Egypt because he had respect unto the recompense 
of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. And he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Amen. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest they should destroy the firstborn, should touch him. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, which the Egyptians assailed to do, was drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down. They were persuaded. Amen. They embraced this thing. They embraced the Word of God. They embraced what God says, and they became persuaded. If you embrace the Word of God and the things of God, you too will become persuaded that what God says He will do, He will do. Go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? See, when you're persuaded, nothing is going to separate you. When you embrace the promises of God, when you embrace the things of God, nothing should be able to separate you from God's love. God's love is in Christ Jesus. God is love and Jesus is God. And so when you embrace him, nothing should be able to stop you from loving him and being a part of him. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulations? Shall distress? A persecution? A famine? or nakedness? A peril? Our sword, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that love us. We can overcome these things. We can defeat these things is what he's saying in Christ. When we hold and embrace the things of God, these things won't separate us. God is more important to me than this. Amen. My problems, my situation, my circumstances. Amen. We know that these things are going to come in life, but we can't allow these things to separate us from His love, from Him. Amen. I love Him too much to fail Him now. And so Paul says we shouldn't allow anything as such as he mentioned of tribulation and distress and persecution and famine and nakedness and peril of sword. He says because we conquer those things. Amen. Greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. Amen. So you overcome these things. We, they overcome by what? The word of their testimony and the blood of the Lamb. You have been baptized in Jesus' name. You're supposed to be under the blood. And so and as a result of this, amen, nothing, if anything, these things should draw you to God. If anything, they should pull you to God. The enemy designed these things to try to pull you away from God. But as a child of God and persuaded of God that what he has said he will do, you could just keep walking on forward. Amen. This is why Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, amen, there's no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful. 
who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but with the temptation always make a way of escape. And the way of escape is to come to him. Come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burden is as light. Matthew 11, right? 28 through 30. Praise God. So they are persuaded here. And notice Paul goes on, amen, in verse 38. For I am persuaded. Notice. For I am persuaded. See, are you persuaded? You have got to be persuaded. You have got to get a hold of this thing. That what God says he will do, he will do. You've got to be persuaded that every word of God is true. You've got to be persuaded that God will come through. You've got to be persuaded that as Micah said, I said in darkness, God will still be there with me as a light. Amen. I've got to be persuaded. That I will never be forsaken. i got to be persuaded. And so Paul says, I am persuaded. Amen. That neither life, death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm persuaded. Amen. Death still draws me to God. Life still draws me to God. Persecution still draws me to God. No matter what I face in life, God is more important to me. He is more righteous. He is better than all the world could ever give to me. And this is why Moses was persuaded that what God had was better than what was in Egypt. Can you imagine knowing your life as Moses to see all the kingdoms of Egypt and knowing that you're in the line to take that? But yet you choose to walk away, amen, and says, I would prefer to be with the people of God. I would prefer to have what God has offered me because it's so much better. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. I have to be persuaded myself, amen. It comes down to every individual has to be persuaded. Brother Wayne, you can't be persuaded for Sister Sue. Sister Sue can't be persuaded for you. She has to do it, and you have to do it for yourself. You've got to be persuaded in your own heart and in all your own mind that what God says is true. And Paul says, I am pers- totally persuaded, amen, that nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12. Paul says, For the which cause I also suffer these things, Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Hold fast the form of sound words, 
which thou hast heard of me, and faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. So Paul says, I am persuaded that what I have committed to God, he's able to keep against that day. In other words, the Lord, when he appears, whatever you give to God, you have to be persuaded and committed. Amen. That he's able to. Amen. To keep that which you are committed to him. Amen. We we got to grasp this thing. We've got to be persuaded. Amen. That what he said. Think about the apostles. Jesus told them, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. They had their careers. They had their families. But yet they were persuaded that what he said he would do. And those 12 guys that he chose turned the world upside down. And here we are today, living according to the gospel of Jesus Christ. We've got to be persuaded of this thing. Amen. It's so true. Amen. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. Amen. You've got to realize, I hope you're catching this. Amen. He wants us to be persuaded. Amen. Because God is good. Go to Hebrews again, chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6 again. Starting with verse 9. But beloved, we are per... What? Persuaded. Persuaded of what? Better things of you. See? He says, I am persuaded of better things of you. Where did they come from? (laughs) They came with your salvation. Notice. Amen. Amen. Better things of you, things that accompany your salvation, which we thus speak. See, with your salvation came all the promises of God. Because your salvation, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name in heaven given to men whereby we must be saved. So when you become saved, when you repent of your sins, when you're baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and God fills you with this spirit, he takes up residence in you. And as a result now, amen, you have to be persuaded that the things that he promised is with you. So you have to be persuaded. Things that accompany salvation. Amen. The fear come with your salvation? No. The joy come with salvation? Did love come with salvation? Did peace come with salvation? Did long suffering come with salvation? Did gentleness come with salvation? Did goodness come with salvation? Amen. Did faith, did meekness, did temperance, did compassion, empathy, sympathy, mercy, grace. Amen. Forgiveness, power, strength, holiness, love. You name it. It came with your salvation. So you have to be persuaded. Amen. So Paul says, but beloved, I'm for better. We are persuaded of better things of you. I'm persuaded of better things of you, guys. Amen. Don't give in to the enemy. 
Don't give in to the things that he's trying to do in your lives. I'm persuaded of better things of you. That you will stand strong in the Lord. That you will worship God. That you will be committed to the things of God. Because why? We're going to a better country. We're going to a better place. We're going to a better city. He's preparing a beautiful place for us. The streets of gold and the, the gates of pearls. He's He's making it a way for us. That there be no more sorrow. There be no more sadness. There be no more suffering. Amen. He's going to prepare for us a place. Amen. And so that's we that speak. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed towards his name, and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. In other words, you're serving one another. You're reaching out to one another. You're helping one another. God won't ever forget that. You won't ever forget what you're given to support the ministry. God will never forget these things. Amen. We, I'm persuaded of better things of you. And we desire that every one of you to show the same diligence unto the full assurance of the hope unto the end. Stay with it. Stay with it all the way to the end. Be persuaded. I'm not giving up. Be persuaded. I'm going to make it. Be persuaded. I'm going to win. Be persuaded. I'm going to wear my crown. That's what Jesus says in Revelation 3. Don't let anyone steal or take your crown. Be committed. That's why you've got to be persuaded. Because the enemy, Peter says, is walking around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Amen. You have got to be persuaded that this is true. You've got to be persuaded that this is the right way. That's why the Lord says in Jeremiah 6.16, he says, Stand ye and ask, where's the old path? Where's the good way? And walk in it, and you're going to find rest for your soul. Amen. Get in the right place. Get in the right way. And let God bless you. Be persuaded of this thing. That it is real. Amen. It is truth. It will never pass away. That God has your best interests at heart. Be persuaded in it. Amen. When trials and trouble comes, stand firm. That's why Peter says, put on the whole, Paul says, put on the whole armor of God. So that you're able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Prove your lawns with truth. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Get your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Above all, take the shield of faith so that you're able to quench every fiery dart of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Amen. And watching thereunto. Amen. With all the saints. When you're ministering to the saints, encouraging one another, building up one another, edifying one another, you've got to be persuaded that this is the right way. That you be not slothful. Don't be lazy. Amen. You've got to be persuaded. If you're not persuaded, you become lazy. You become slothful. You just let anything happen. You don't care. That's a sign of laziness. But that did not come with your salvation. That's why Solomon says in Proverbs twenty four thirty, he says, I went by the field of the slothful and the man void of understanding. And it was all broken down and the walls is all broken down and needles and thorns covered the place. He says, I looked at it and I received instruction. He said, yet a little sleep, 
a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall your poverty come as one that traveleth, and your wants as an armed man. See? Throughout the whole book of Proverbs, he's constantly talking about laziness and slothfulness. He says, the slothful man will lay in his bed and says, there's a lion in the street. And do nothing about it. He says, a lazy man will put his hands to his mouth, eat, put it back in his bosom and do nothing. Won't even go to work. He won't do anything. But beloved, I'm persuaded of better things of you. This is not, they did not come with your salvation. See, your salvation brought power. Your salvation brought encouragement. Your salvation brought a can-do attitude. Amen. That's why Paul says in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Amen. See, so you can't be slothful. You can't be lazy. But followers of them who through faith, and patience inherit the promises. In other words, go back to Hebrews 11. Amen. Go back and look at what happened to the early church. They stuck with it until the Holy Ghost, the promise, was poured out. Amen. It would have been easy for them to leave. Isn't it amazing that in the day of Pentecost, you know how many was in the upper room? About 120. But you know how many Jesus saw after his resurrection and they saw him? Over 500. So where was the other 380? They would probably wasn't persuaded. See? If you have encountered Christ, if you have been born again, <laughs> then you should be persuaded. Amen. And you should be where the Spirit of God is flowing. Amen. So you've got to grab this thing through faith and patience of them that inherit the promise. For when God made promise to who? Abraham. See, remember, God told Abraham to leave home. He'd bless him. Amen. This passage is coming all the way back from Genesis. See, See, the book of the Old Testament is God revealed. The New Testament is God revealed. Amen. Amen. I mean, the old is concealed. The new is revealed. Sorry. Sorry about that. Amen. So, but look at this. When God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater. There's nobody bigger than God. There's nobody greater than God. Amen. So this is what he's saying. He swore by himself. God says, okay, Abraham, this is what's going to happen. He says, Abraham, surely, blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply you. Notice. See, if I give you a blessing, one and one is two. But if I multiply you, two times two is four. Four times four is sixteen. <laughs> you see? So God says, I'm going to multiply you. <laughs> you know, I'm going to bless you, but I'm going to multiply you, Abraham. Amen. And so, after he patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Abraham had to stay with it. 
That's why when we read in Hebrews 11 a while ago, they sojourned in the land of promise. They walked right around on top of the promise, <laughs> you know, waiting, waiting, walking around, waiting for God to give it to them. You know, God took them into captivity, and what did he do? He brought them right back to it. Amen. He was persuaded. Amen. Having seen them afar off, amen, he obtained a promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath of confirmation is to them the end of all strife. Wherein God will in more abundantly to show unto the heirs the promise, the immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath. That by two immutable or unchangeable things, and which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation, who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth unto that within the veil, whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And we know that Melchizedek is the priest. Amen. If you go to Hebrews chapter 7, it, I'm, I'm, yeah, 7, 1, it tells us who Melchizedek it is. Verse 1, for this Melchizedek of king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham, returning from the slaughter of the kings, and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first by interpretation being king of righteousness, and, and after that king of Salem, which is the king of peace. Amen. Without father, without mother, without descendants, having need the beginning of days and end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abided priests continually. And Jesus is the great high priest. That's why he's after the order of Melchizedek, king of righteousness and king of peace. Amen. He is the prince of peace. Remember what Isaiah said in 9, 6? His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Amen. And He will keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon Him. Are you persuaded? Amen. Get a hold of this anchor. It's both steadfast and unmovable. Amen. And this is what we've got to be persuaded in ourselves. Amen. And we have to be persuaded of each other, that you are able to do exceeding abundantly, Above what all God asks to think of you. I am persuaded. Amen. That God wants to do something in you, Sister Vicky. I am persuaded, Brother Wayne. I am persuaded, Chad. I'm persuaded, Brother Terry. Amen. That what you can do in Christ. Amen. It comes with your salvation. Praise God. Amen. We have to be persuaded. Amen. In ourselves and in this thing. Amen. Go to Hebrews eleven thirteen. I think we already did this one. 
And these all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off. And they was persuaded of them. And they embraced them. They embraced it. I can't get that word out of my mind. I can't stop bringing it back. They embrace what God said. Amen. Let's get a hold of it. Tie a knot into it. And say, I'm not going to let it go. I'm going to hold on to what God says. Amen. Being persuaded. Fully persuaded. That what he says, he's going to do it. You have to learn how to wait. Amen. Go to Psalms 27. Go to Psalms 27. Psalms 27. Familiar passage here. David says, we'll give you a minute to get there. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Amen. We know Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And neither is there salvation in any other, right? Amen. So, so Jesus, if you want to put that way, amen, is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumble and fell. Though in host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, and this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, and the secret of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me upon a rock, and now shall my head be lifted above mine enemies round about me. How persuaded are you? How persuaded are you thus far? Are you persuaded that you're going to be lifted above your enemies? Are you persuaded you're going to be lifted above your circumstance? Are you going to be persuaded that you're going to be lifted upon the things that are coming against you? Amen. When you embrace what God says and his word says, amen, you're going to be lifted up. Amen. You've got to be persuaded in this thing. Amen. And the secret of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me on a rock. And now shall my head be lifted above mine enemies round about me. Therefore, when I open his tabernacle, the sacrifices of joy, I will sing. Yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. When you're persuaded, remember, nothing shall stop you from praising God. Nothing prevents you when you're persuaded. You don't hang your harps on the willow. You keep worshiping in trials and circumstances and situations because you're persuaded that God has your best interest. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. You've got to be persuaded of the promises of God. That's why the Hebrews says, amen, you've got to be like they were. They endured while they waited for the promises of God. 
Amen. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou saidst, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me, but put not thy servant away in anger. For thou hast been my help. Leave me not, nor forsake me, O my God, O God of my salvation. When my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in the plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen against me, and they that breathe out cruelty. I had fainted. In other words, he says, I would have gave up. I'd have threw in the towel. Amen. But you know what? He says, I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded. He says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. See? You'll quit if you ain't persuaded. You'll give up if you aren't persuaded. Amen. When trials and things comes into your life, if you aren't persuaded, you'll easily quit. You'll go back the opposite way. Amen. The children of Israel was not persuaded. After seeing all the miracles, after seeing all the things God did for them, they were not persuaded that God could deliver them in the promised land. They got right on the doorstep of the promised land and they said, we be not able. They saw themselves as grasshoppers. They said, there's giants in the land. The city's a wall. We're not able. I don't care what you say. We're not able. They was not persuaded. But Joshua and Caleb was persuaded. They says, whatever you do, don't you turn your back on God now. Amen. And because they was not persuaded... All of them, 40 years, 20 years and above, died the next 40 years in the wilderness. And when they came around back to the same spot of Kadesh Barnea, Joshua and Caleb went into the promised land. They was persuaded. Persuasion will get you to where God is trying to carry you. You have to be persuaded. And David says, I would have fainted. You see what David went through when you read his life story? He says, I would have quit. I would have gave up, except I had believed, if I had not believed, to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And so then he encourages us. Look at verse 14. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait. I say on the Lord. He's encouraging you and me down through the ages. He says, I would have gave up if I hadn't been persuaded that God was going to come through. He says, so now I need to tell you, because it's for your good. As we saw the other night in our Bible study, it for me is not grievous to tell you the same thing again, Paul says. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Amen. He's going to come through. And so David says, I wait on God. He's going to come through. He can't lie. 
His promises are yea and they're amen. So you can't quit. You can't go back. You've got to be persuaded of this thing. Go to Job chapter 7. Go to Job chapter 7. I meant 14, excuse me. Job 14, 7. Job 14, 7. Got it backwards there. Amen. Job 14, 7. We there? That's before the Psalms. Amen. Job says, For there is hope of a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that the tender branches thereof will not cease. He says, Though the roots thereof wax old in the earth, and the stock thereof die in the ground, yet through the scent of water it will bud and bring forth balls like a plant. In other words, Job says there's still hope. Even though you might feel like you're cut down, even though you might feel like there's no hope, he says as long as the roots are in the ground, as long as the stump is still there, there's hope. I don't know about you, amen, but I've seen trees come up, amen. Here's the stump, and if you go over and the stump looks like it's old and it's getting dead, but if you look out the side, down close to the ground, a little twig is starting to come out the other side, amen. And as a result, amen, it began to grow. It's kind of like crabgrass. You can cut the cob dog off crabgrass all day long. If you don't get the root out, it's coming up again. Amen. And so this is why your attitude, you've got to be persuaded that you're not going to die, but live and glorify the Lord. Amen. Your situation is not going to kill you. Your circumstance is not going to kill you. Amen. You got exceeding precious promises from God. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to persuade, leave, uh, uh, forsake you. You've got to be persuaded. That nothing shall be able to separate me from the love of God. Look at Habakkuk. Go to Habakkuk chapter 3. Amen. An Old Testament prophet there right behind the book of Nahum. Amen. Nahum. And then Habakkuk chapter 3. Last chapter of the book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk, some people say. Amen. Verse 17. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall there be fruit in the vines. The labors of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. For the Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like hinds feet. And he will make me to walk upon my high places. Amen. So notice what he's saying. This, see, you can say this stuff when you persuade it. See? When you are really persuaded, nothing is going to separate you from praising and worshiping God. Nothing is going to stop you from getting to that heavenly city. Amen. I'm going to chalk my troubles over one of these days. Hallelujah. Amen. You've got to be persuaded. They were fully persuaded that what God says he would do. And you've got to have that same persuasion in your life that what God's word says, he's going to come through for me. 
Amen. Because he's brought me out of darkness and to his marvelous light. And as a result of that, he's leading me to a better place. The same way he told Abraham, Abraham, you leave home and I will bless you. Amen. And Abraham left. And we see he became the father of the faithful because he obeyed God and he left. Amen. And this is why Paul says in Galatians 3, For as many as you have been baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you're all one in Christ. And if you be Christ's, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs to the promise. Because what God promised Abraham... It's yours when you're born again. Amen. So are you persuaded for the promises of God? He will come through. You just wait. Hang on in there. And he will make a way where it seems to be no way. Amen. So we're talking about being persuaded. Amen. And that's where it starts with the word of God. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Let's take a break. Amen. Get ready for another dynamic service here today.